0: It's nice. I get to watch the sunset out my window now. That's nice. Yeah. It's very warm here. Yeah. It decided to be 90 today. Woo! You know.
1: Send it over this way. It's still cold.
2: I think it's been sunny today. I haven't really been outside.
1: I hate you.
2: <laughs> it's too hot. I went hot. outside yesterday. It was nice.
1: Oh, it's still freezing over here. And I mean that almost literally. Uh-huh. That's no fun. No.
2: I'm sure it'll be back here again at some point because May is far <laughs> too early to. for actual spring. But, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but, yeah. It's nice at the moment. So
0: that's good. Yeah. I went and uh, cooked dinner real fast after I got home. I had in the trailer and the trailer's like sweltering. Mom came over and I said, just take the salads back to the main house. It is too hot to eat here. So we... Yeah rushed over and I looked at the clock and it was five minutes to six and I was like yeah that's not gonna happen.
2: Mm -hmm. So how's your week's been?
0: Crazy. How about you? Uh oh. Pretty good.
2: I've been enjoying my extra long weekend.
0: That's nice. Oh why?
2: It's Victoria Day today so we Uh have a official long weekend and then I took Thursday and Friday off.
0: Wow so real long weekend. Yeah. It turned
2: out that I had a client meeting at 3 on Thursday, so I had to go to go in to work for that anyway. So, well, I could have begged off, but it seemed better to go in, so I did. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Our long weekend is next week?
2: Yeah. From yeah. what I understand and what my calendar says, because all the fun calendars come from the States.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Sue, so you're fading in and out. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's you. Oh, it's because my microphone's up near my forehead. That
2: could make a difference.
1: Okay. <laughs> is this is better. Testing. Well, one, no, two, it's it's three. definitely not it's not the mic, it's the connection because you'll go a little stuttery.
2: I think it's you, Mooney, cuz you're sounding a little bit fuzzy oh, to God me.
1: Oh, God Yeah, I'm back. Is clear. back at, I'm back at my parents' house. I thought that
0: would help. Dude, no claws in the skin. <laughs> Oof, ouch. Hi, Alex. <laughs> Do you know it's 89 degrees and it's really too hot to be cuddling right now? Mm. I can't believe you've been sleeping on the waterbed all day. It's got to be hot because the waterbed's heated, too. Crazy, Really?
2: Can you not turn that off?
0: I can, but it's been cold until yesterday, and I didn't think about it. I see. And last night, I was like, I couldn't sleep last night. I'm like, what is wrong? Why can't I sleep? I was awake every hour, and I don't know why. I I don't think I was too cold, and I don't think I was too hot because... I took off the heavy comforter, and I only had a light blanket and a sheet on, so I don't know what the deal was, but I was not comfortable. Part of it was him, because he just wants Mm. to be on me, and part of it was Jack was missing. So I went to bed at 9.30, and at 10, Mom called for Jack, and at 11, or at 10.30, she called for Jack, and at 11, she called for Jack, and finally, about 11.20, I heard her say, get in here, young man. So I knew she'd found him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah. what, Mom? I'm playing outside in the dark They're almost yeah. old enough to see them outside Nocturnal fun Oh, they just love to chase those bugs at night Yeah It's pretty funny <laughs> Oh, boy Well, I think since we last talked, I had my birthday And I'm wearing my birthday shirt It says Happy birthday Hogwarts wasn't hiring, so I teach muggles instead
1: <laughs> you here <laughs> I yeah. think that's an appropriate shirt for me.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see it.
1: Mm-hmm. My birthday is not for another couple of weeks yet. It's Cora's birthday today. Shout
0: out to Cora. Happy birthday, Cora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six months late. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yes. Whenever this actually comes out, it's not actually Cora's birthday, <laughs> yep. but it was when we were recording. Yep.
1: Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm a cousins are like, let's celebrate your birthday. I'm like, no, let's not. Let's just celebrate my graduation. Forget my birthday. <laughs> They're like, go. okay. Graduation but yeah, though, no, my my cousins and I, all four of us, might be in the same state for mm. the first time in five years. Wow. As of Wednesday. Yeah. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oh, so I graduated. I didn't trip. Very proud of myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Good for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the, oh God. Ugh. It was a hellish two years. I mean, I had absolutely no life in the last two years. I had more of a life in the three months I was in DC for my internship than I did in the two years I was at school.
0: Oh, now mm-hmm. you podcasted with us. That gives you some sort of a life.
1: Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember Julia's complaints about grad school and not having a life.
1: It was bad. I mean, we were working right up to the wire. I mean, it was, it was bad. Well, and then some because, so we had like a little award ceremony for our department the day before graduation. And then we had graduation. The, the grad school graduation was in the morning and then the undergrads were in the afternoon and they got Elizabeth Warren to come speak at their graduation. We got like some alumnus who's on the board of trustees or something speaking and you know most of us were just totally not paying attention and you know we we graduate, we we don't even get our diplomas no they usually send because the grade Mm -hmm. no because my undergrad did all of the. you know i got my diploma all of the other colleges in the area you get your diploma my university they don't give out diplomas and their grades aren't due until after graduation so like you could walk and flunk your classes and then have to go back which is just i think absolutely stupid
0: my dad and stepmom left on Saturday to go around the world in 31 days. They oh my. left Portland and flew Not to, I believe, Chicago, then flew from Chicago to Rome, okay. and they got on a cruise ship for the next four weeks, and then by the time they get oh my. to wherever they're going on the cruise ship, they're going to be... Somewhere near Japan, and then they're flying into Japan, and then they're flying home from there, and it's faster to keep going around than to come backwards, so they're going around <laughs> the world in 31 days.
1: Wow. I don't think I'm going to have the time to do that.
0: hmm
1: Well, I have the time now. I just don't have the money. You don't
0: have the money. Right. I am very happy that I can actually pronounce the author's name in this. <laughs> I, think I didn't notice that. Jedi Rita watch is... she's got some strange
1: pronunciation
0: uh, at least that's what we're going with. <laughs> one point three stories for Star Wars oh thirteen Wow, my eyes are going Wow, so doesn't say whether male or female I'm assuming female star Wars fan since nineteen seventy seven been writing fan fiction since she was he she was twelve, although they had no idea other people did it too. <laughs> This is my first time posting anything on the internet, but they've got quite a few stories here. So there you go. Oh, oops! Now I got to go back and find the one. Well, maybe I can just go backwards. Well let me do that. Ha! There we go. You do, okay.
1: So, are we ready? Is Scott here? Yep. Did he leave us? I think he left.
0: Okay. So we'll. In-
1: he left insofar as I know. He hasn't come back.
0: Okay. We'll introduce him and then get going. So. <laughs>
1: There's
2: something weird going on.
1: Oh, my. We need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them.
0: We could. Hey.
2: You've got three now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh, dear.
1: Wow. I...
0: You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> And I told Alex you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath.
1: Who dares enter my chambers? <laughs> <laughs> can, you do, can you do that again? <laughs> 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 Who dares enter my chambers? Save <laughs> yeah. that for something It totally needs to be cute <laughs> You know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott oh.
2: <laughs> Sex and snore kags. Awkward
0: yeah, Google I have food is always useful Okay, Google I food have, came I was to talk having out with us. fun
2: Well, that's oh. always good too
1: We're not fun anymore you're a different kind of fun. You don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I Trust was me.
0: Say, I don't want to know what kind of fun <laughs> you were having. And that's all we're going to say about that because... Because <laughs> we don't want to know what you were doing. Thanks. Now you're just making it seem even worse.
1: <laughs> you are evil.
2: She's just trying to separate church and state, it's all. Doing the Ryan thing.
1: Oh...
0: Want to hear my stupid story? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, Do I have a story for you? And I'm like, Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry, I just broke a lot of memories and I'm thinking, Oh shit, me and my oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> you do like to do that.
2: She flews. The headmaster's office, and Albus says, "Good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem?" Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because we were slightly off topic. <clears throat> oh, off
1: topic us? Oh. Never, never. No, not
0: at all.
1: How dare you, Sue? How I dare know, you? No, I know.
0: We're in depth when we're not but off topic. Yeah.
1: Lockhart before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. He gave me some big, brassy balls. Well, you know, we have to have
0: balls. That's
1: what we do. I, thought I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles. <laughs> okay. I hate being responsible.
0: Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship podcast of the family of podcasts that is Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue and I'm Mooney. And Scott stepped away because he had a conference call with somebody, and he will be returning to us soon. Tonight nope. we are we're hoping tonight we are starting a new story. It's becoming Neville by Jedi Rita. I found this story because somebody posted it on the forum. And the one I read was the uh PG-13 or R or whatever. I don't even know how the ratings work. But anyhow, it was slightly more risque than the one that we're reading for the podcast. And I said, ooh, I like this story a lot, but I'm not sure uh-huh. that we want to go the way that it's going. And somebody said, hey, do you know there's this Leslie rated one? Do you want to do that one instead? So that's the one we're doing. And I think it's kind of a, a really fun story. I read it for two weeks ago and I haven't reread it, so we're gonna bumble our way through it. <laughs> me neither, but, but I think we're okay. It'll come back to us.
1: Yeah, I just am having a lot a really hard time getting into this story. Really? And don't get me wrong, I have nothing against slash. It's not that. Just somehow it seems too contrived to me. So there shouldn't be Harry slash in Neville this together. one.
0: Which one are you reading? Are you reading well, the right wait, one? Not, not. I hope so,
1: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything else matches. Well, not not so much the Slash, it's just, like, the, the closeness of Neville and Harry, just, like, something feels off
0: about it. Okay. The other one is Slash, but this one shouldn't okay. be. So, I mean, it's basically the same story. It's just that they've added or subtracted, depending on which way you're looking at it, some of it to make this a little less. Mm. And I wasn't... Comfortable with doing uh the Neville Harry slash. That was just a little too weird for me. But I don't have a problem with the Harry Neville friendship. Because I yeah, think they no, would be no, friends. I don't have Yeah. Yeah. What we've got is Neville hating London, especially London in the rain, and he's trudging along behind Professor Lupin and he's made up this little children's rhyme in his head, step in a puddle, grand's in a muddle. Okay, that's not very good. But he's really mad at his grandmother because she was getting ready for her annual garden summer party, annual summer garden party, something like that. And she fell and she broke her hip. And now she's in the hospital. And Neville has been sent to Grimold Place with Remus. And Neville is not happy about this. How did Gran know about the order? Hmm, Gran might be in the order, or maybe Gran called Molly. Is to... she? I never, never even thought about it. Oh, that's probably. Frank yeah. and Alice that were. Her. Oh, God, hi. That? Hi. It's true. Frank and Alice probably that's were. That's true. That's true. I forgot. I so, don't know
2: if she would have known that they were reforming it necessarily, but she probably could have mm. had some people that's to true. ask. I don't know.
0: That's true.
2: Or she just told Dumbledore. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. So, derailing us immediately, what are you doing with Critical Rule?
2: <laughs> it actually just went live today so i can talk about it uh we're doing oh.
0: okay you totally hey. you, you totally got lost i heard we're doing say it again oh
2: all right <laughs> i wonder if it's trying to use my headphone microphones instead of my actual microphone
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone again <laughs> oh god that's not me <laughs> Scott, come back. We can't hear you at all. I'm
2: still here. (laughs) As far as I'm aware.
0: All right. Third time's a charm. Let
2: me check my Skype settings. Okay. Auditions went live today for our project that we've been working on lyrics for of taking... All the songs from Hamilton and rearranging them and rewriting them and working them in different orders to do the Chroma Conclave arc from Critical Role. Oh,
1: fun. Oh my God. Hamilton is fantastic. I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm.
2: I am playing Thordak and Grog and possibly more people, depending on how many auditions we get.
0: Very fun.
2: Mm -hmm. So it will be an interesting project.
0: Sounds like, and totally not anything up my alley because I don't sing. (laughs)
2: Well, some of them are just rapping.
0: Or write. Yeah, I probably... Well, I sort of rap.
2: The writing's pretty much done now. That's why they were opening the auditions for things. We just... All the people who were helping with the writing get to pick their favorite parts first. Mm -hmm. And then now it's open for everybody to try out for things. Oh, that's good. There's... Percy and Pike are the two major parts left. And then there's lots of ensemble and, like, random NPCs and things Mm -hmm. that people can be.
0: yeah. Is Victor written in there somewhere?
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) Yep. That'll be the the latest
2: marketer of black powder. He couldn't be prouder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess I do wrap the uh, groovy Joe book, so. Well, there you go. Yeah, because, you know. Groovy Joe's living the dream Groovy Joe's got himself some ice cream And he sings uh-huh. Love my doggy ice cream Love my doggy ice cream And then oh no in comes a dinosaur And she uh Looks Steals at the ice, ice cream, cream Picks up a spoon Pulls up a chair puts on a bib And what does Joe say Joe says it's awesome to share And then they all sing uh-huh. together And then another dinosaur comes in They get bigger each time Kids love it they all know the story, and they, they do it with me, so it's it's a fun one. Nice. It's by the uh, author of Pete the Cat. If any of you are in the know of children's books, Pete the Cats are, like, the best.
2: <laughs> that was very fortuitous, Alex.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Al. You made the <laughs> podcast, buddy. <laughs> I don't know why you're all mad at me. I haven't done anything. So
2: That's probably why.
0: Yep. Cool. Well, I don't know if we'll leave all of that in or not, but... Because by the time this comes out, it'll probably be a moot point. Yeah. But I had to know what was going on. It might be a moot point, but it's also fun. So I'm leaving it in there, and you guys can look forward to Hamilton D&D if you're interested, but you can no longer audition for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, she just wanted to talk with me and give me some suggestions about basically being angry or when I sing grog things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you angry at anything. <laughs> hmm.
2: Angry, Scott. yeah. He's, he's a barbarian with rage issues, so it's going to be interesting to try and uh, portray portray that in song, mm-hmm. <laughs> and or rap. Oh, but, yeah. yeah.
0: I would like to rage, mm-hmm. Hulk smash, huh? Yep. Rob smash, yeah.
2: Rob Strongjaw is all sorts of problems, but he can count now.
0: Yeah, and he can almost—he can spell his name too.
2: There's a whole song about that. (laughs) The bit where, uh, well, part of a song is the bit where Pike's trying to teach him to read. Mm -hmm. So the uh, the Philip song from Hamilton has become Grog and Pike instead. Oh, fun. So
1: wait, which Philip song from Hamilton?
2: Take a break. Oh,
1: okay.
2: The other Philip song has become uh, Victor. the the one where he's being all cocky and going to accuse the guy. That's now Victor, and uh, Vax trying to, or Percy trying to buy black powder from him.
1: Mm -hmm. Iocane powder. Never mind. (laughs) Not quite the same (laughs) Also
2: dangerous, but not the same.
1: (laughs) Inhale this, but do not touch.
2: I smell nothing. What you do not smell is called Iocane powder. It is odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid and is among the more deadly poisons known to
0: man. Huh. Yes, black powder. Poor Victory's down to just two fingers on one hand, I think, yeah. from the black powder. So, All right, we have to go back to the story. We are very bad. <laughs> At uh, least I
2: didn't miss too much of it.
0: No. No, you didn't. <laughs> we introduced you. We just said you were on a conference call. So there you go. Oh, good. Neville's...
2: So Neville's heading to Grimble Place mm-hmm. behind Remus and jumping in all the puddles.
0: Yeah. Make it a mess. And then he runs into Lupin because Lupin stopped and Lupin doesn't know what's going on, but he's like, your grand's going to be okay. And Neville's just scowling. For it's hard to see Neville scowling too, but there you go. Oh. And he Remus fishes the address out of his pocket and hands it to Neville and says, here, read this silently and memorize it. And now think about what you've read. And all of a sudden the house appears.
2: Mm-hmm. Neville's kind of like, maybe this is going to be a cool trip after all.
0: <laughs> For
1: all of five seconds until he goes to the door.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The walls are gray and streaked with dirt. You can barely make out the pattern of the wallpaper. At least the kitchen's not so bad. And he, uh, Remus makes dinner.
1: <laughs> I love this. I mean, Lupin was fussing over by an ancient icebox that looks older than Neville's plan.
0: Mm, that's pretty old. <laughs> And Trevor is allowed to has been keeping up. to have free reign.
2: Mm-hmm. He can go in. Text Fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Various other things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I didn't know toads ate mice, but I guess they must.
0: Mm, um, I don't know that. They I do. guess. Because he says, do I don't suppose your your uh toad will eat mice. And Neville's like startled. And Remus says, "Well, oh, well, I suppose Hedwig will have to take care of the mice. So, mm-hmm. I don't think oh, yeah,
2: it's the um it's the bookworms from the library that they yeah. talk about Trevor eating later, oh, yeah, there yeah. you go,
0: and about this point, uh Remus lets him know that Harry's there too, although Harry's not good company at the moment, Neville, who thought he was going to be alone in the house with Remus, suddenly perks up, so things are looking better yes. um
2: until he actually tries to go and talk to Harry <laughs> and then realizes this is not going to be much help,
0: yeah, no. Poor Harry. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good time for Harry. And so he shows him to a room with a large bed and dusty curtains and a small fireplace and moth-eaten overstuffed chaise lounge, a wardrobe and a small desk and chair. And he says, okay, this is yours. And Neville's like, oh, goody. And it's so, the glass of the window is so encrusted with dirt, it's hard to see through. And Remus says, Well, the windows are concealed for safety. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I thought it didn't matter. Isn't the house um it's yeah. yeah?
2: Magically concealed already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But maybe this is part of the magical concealment. Oh. I don't know. Gravy <laughs> windows.
2: Either that or Remus just doesn't want to clean them all.
0: <laughs> that could be.
2: Uh, no, no, they're they're concealed. For we did that on purpose. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. You need to keep them dirty for your own safety, there, Neville, sir. Yeah. So Neville tries Harry, but Harry doesn't answer. And then about dinner time, he tries Harry again, and still no answer. So he goes down, and he uh, Remus says, "Come on in." They have uh, found Molly. He was popped in to make a nice dinner for his first night. Oh, Which is good. And Neville asks about Ron, and, uh, he's doing well enough, but he has some rough spells after the brain incident.
2: Mm-hmm. Neville is apparently never... having more trouble with the brains in this than we hear about in canon.
1: Yeah, we never did hear anything in canon, or the after effects of Ginny being in the chamber. Nope. Nope, those are oh. all outtakes.
2: Yeah, mental health doesn't exist in the wizarding world. No. I think the only reference we get is Dumbledore being a bit mad in the first book, but yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no, we get He Mrs. Big. That's mm-hmm. true. And then, and go ahead. No, never mind. They
0: start dinner, and Molly's worried about Harry, but Remus says he knows when dinner is. He'll come down when he's hungry. And about five minutes later, Harry wanders in and talks to them for a couple of minutes, eats, and then leaves quickly. <laughs> But he wants to see Ron, and she says he's not well enough yet, so nobody's yeah. having a rot mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: yeah, nobody's really having a good time. No. Remus tries, but
0: yeah, and uh Neville's kind of thinking about Harry and you know the boy who lived. he should look like Oliver Wood, but he's not, he's scrawny and oh, and then there goes the phone,
2: yeah, <laughs> I liked that passage. it's like yeah'll we'll wait. Oh, Private callers. Okay, Ooh, private callers.
0: Private callers. Ooh, can't be if it's from a private caller. We don't no. talk to them.
2: <laughs> but um, I, I did like it. that passage in the uh, in the thing where it's like he'd seen a boy on the train who looked exactly like he thought the boy who lived should look, and then he found out later it was Oliver Wood.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the boy who lived turned out to be a scrawny short kid with messy hair glasses and ill-fitting clothes. Hmm. Isn't that though the way it is? That the people that we want to look up to and, and idolize are never quite what we think they're going to be. Amen. And, uh, Tonks is, uh, there for dinner and she offers to do the dishes, which is, gives me heart palpitations because you know those dishes are all going to break.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Better be good with her repair job. Why
0: can't you just magic the dishes? Well she probably she might. will. But she's not as good with magic with the dishes either of what we've seen. That's true. She doesn't have her mother's um
2: domestic skills.
0: Mm. Yes. And then uh but it turns do out we, do we ever meet Sturgis Podmore in Canon, or do we just hear about him? Oh see, it's it's Neville who asks who says he's gonna do the dishes, not Tonks. I messed that up. And no. then Harry stays and helps, it seems to me. <laughs> So I'm sorry. I'm not
2: sure if Bible? we ever actually did meet Sturgis. Uh, the name comes up, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we we see him. Because
1: he was he was guarding the prophecy right in Phoenix.
2: And he's probably related to uh, nearly headless Nick's ghostly rival. Oh. Sir Patrick Delaney Podmore.
0: Oh. Could be.
2: But oh. I just thought of at oh. this point. Interesting. Or as Nick calls him, Mister Properly de- Decapitated Podmore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Poor Nick. If he'd only just hung on a little longer and had the head properly decapitated, things would have been so much better for him. No, it wasn't. (laughs) But So they get up to the room and Neville, or up to their rooms, and Neville offers a chocolate frog and Harry says no thanks and... Harry just says, I'm going to read my magazines in bed or go to bed because Molly gave him some magazines. And Neville's like, can I read with you for a while? And Harry's not sure, but he finally just shrugs and lets him in. And they share the magazines. And Neville asks, you know, what are you doing here? I thought you were supposed to be with your aunt and uncle. And and kind of asks him more about this place that they're in. Mm -hmm. And Neville, you know, Harry says it belonged to Sirius. and Neville says he was your godfather. And that pretty much just shuts Harry down because he's still really grieving Sirius because that's where we're at. We're right after Sirius died.
2: Mm-hmm. And- so Neville pretends to read for another half hour, then goes back to his room.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're on to chapter two.
0: Yep. Poor Harry. Yeah, poor Neville. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, yeah. this could be really cool. You know, he's out from grandma, grand's thumb and he could be a boy and he could have fun with Harry. and Harry's grieving and is shutting him out, and now Neville's pretty much on his own again, and it's not quite what he had in mind, or it is exactly what he had in mind when he didn't know Harry was going to be there. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Fortunately, in this chapter, he finds something a little more exciting to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, he does.
2: But first, he has a bad night. He doesn't sleep very well.
1: Oh, poor Neville. He has, has very
2: strange dreams with
1: mm-hmm.
2: combinations of, first, he's expecting to dream about Bellatrix because he does that a lot. But in this case, he's dreaming of his gran at St. Mungo's and wandering around. And he just keeps telling people they're not getting better. And then his gran is like, look at these eggs. They're not supposed to be purple. Do, do something, Neville. <laughs>
0: like, what do I do? He finally uh, gets he has up streets. totally dragging and Lupin's like, how'd you sleep? And he's like, fine.
2: <laughs> then Lupin's going to do some research for the order and he says, you can help me with that if you like, but you might want to just explore. I won't mind.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: So he says, Nah, maybe I will look around the house for a bit and get acquainted with where things are because he figures he's not very good at research.
0: No. You know, he finds a... Short stairs up to a door and he thinks he's going up into the attic and he ends up on the roof, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And of course it's concealed, so he can, he's probably well enough hidden, but he needs to check with Remus and he turns around and there's a greenhouse. Uh And he is. I'm
1: just trying to imagine the blacks having a greenhouse. Well, but it's a greenhouse full of.
0: Poisonous and deadly plants. I can no, I know. totally yeah. see that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I imagine have...
2: they would establish that it exists and then just make the house, house elves take care mm-hmm.
1: of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't see Mrs. Black with her little watering kit.
2: Or it would have been one of the things where, like, uh, great aunt Prunella was really into potions and she put it there, and so now it's a tradition.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. And it's in terrible shape. Mm. It's. It's well stocked, but everything's dried. The glass is broken. Neville gets there, and he gets to the door. You know, first of all, he hesitates. Of course, it's covered in pigeon droppings. Yeah. And he's like, should I go in there? This could be dangerous. But just the call, the gardening call is just too strong for him. Oh, Neville. He has to go in. And having spent all day yesterday in the garden, the last two days in the garden, I understand the call of it. It was sunny. It was warmer than usual. And our garden is on the south side, so it gets all the sun. And it, it was mm. miserable yesterday after about noon. And then we came in and had a early dinner. We like to do that when it's warm out. We have our big meal in the middle of the day and rest and then go back out towards evening so that we can work out there. Mm, and so we sense. went out when it cooled yeah. off a bit. and. Weeded around the broccoli and cabbage plants so that we could actually have broccoli and cabbage, which would be nice. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I understand the call of the greenhouse and he, the door's locked, but the glass around the door is all broken. So he just reaches through it and lets himself in. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's handy. Mm -hmm. I wonder if somebody broke into it already or if it just happens to be that way.
0: I imagine that it's just, I mean, most of it's falling in, so it probably could have been a hailstorm or a windstorm or something, or, you know, we don't know if there's trees or limbs around that could have broken in. I, I'm i thinking it was probably just really old and falling apart rather than somebody trying mm. to break in. Yeah.
2: so it seems like the sort of thing Sirius would have done, but I don't think he would have been interested in the greenhouse, so... Mm-mm. And Regulus probably wouldn't have because it was a, you know, a family thing. So he wouldn't have broken stuff. He might have.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're probably right.
0: I love, I love this. It says, you know, he scouted through and he found all kinds of equipment and he found fertilizer and some plants and gloves that he wouldn't put his hands in anyway. Cause who knows what's inside there. And somebody has said, yes. Half the roof is missing. The floor is littered with broken glass and bird droppings. It's a mess and probably not safe. And it would take forever to clean up. Neville was in heaven.
2: (laughs) Um, Yep, He's got a project.
1: Yep. Yeah. We planted tomatoes today. Yay. Nice. So he's working. It's gotten
0: hot. He's all sweaty and dirty. He's got dirt caked under his fingernails. But he doesn't care. But finally, his stomach rumbling says, hey, you ought to go down and get some food. So he heads down <laughs> for lunch. And Rumus is like, I looked for you, but I couldn't find you. So I figured you'd show up eventually. And Neville says, I was up in the greenhouse. <laughs> and Remus is like, what greenhouse?
2: There's a greenhouse?
0: <laughs> uh, no. What he says is, that's a greenhouse? I just thought it was an old shed. It's so filthy. I wouldn't go near it. <laughs> And Neville's like, no, it's a greenhouse, and it's a mess, but I could fix it up if you wanted. I mean, I could. And Remus' like, don't bother. Nobody, you know, nobody's touched it. And Neville's like, it wouldn't be a waste. You can grow anything, anywhere with patience and loving care. And I could, Aww, you Neville. know, supplement the food. And it would be worth it to me. And Remus, realizing how important this is to Neville, says, go ahead, just, you know, be careful. And he asks about Harry. Harry has not come down. Remus says he stays up in his room most of the day. He just comes down when he's hungry. I'm surprised he even eats. I know.
2: He probably doesn't some days, but
0: mm-hmm. you know. That's true. Yeah. And Neville goes back up to the greenhouse and works until it gets dark, and then he makes a list of what he needs, and then he falls asleep exhausted from a good day's of hard work. And there's Bella. Uh, of course. Oh. She likes to visit dreams and be spooky scary. (laughs) And, you know, he's dreaming, and there she is. She's, her hair's flying around, and the wand's pointed at his heart, and he's like, move, move. And she's like, why even bother, little boy? little more than a squib. And he's thinking about Snape testing the potion on Trevor and all of this stuff, and... He larches awake, and he's trembling and afraid, and he goes and knocks on Harry's door and says, Poor kid. Please, please let me come in there with you. Harry invites him in bed, crawls over and falls right back to sleep. Doesn't, you know, Neville says, I'll sleep in the chair. Just don't make me be alone. Poor kid. Yeah.
2: And Harry just says, it's big enough. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Neville says, thanks, and then he falls asleep.
0: And we move. To chapter 3.
2: He sleeps better that night than he has in a long time.
0: hmm Which is nice. Over breakfast, he tells Remus about the things that Harry taught the students in Dumbledore's army.
1: <laughs> Remus comments on uh, how cheery he is. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, he poured himself a bowl of witch and joined <laughs> <laughs> Professor Luke. Mm-hmm.
2: The witch shows up a lot in this story.
0: Uh-huh. They're an easy cereal to eat. Have I you heard of Wichabix before, or is it just something that I've read in this story, and there's other? Because yeah, there was something... one where there was oatmeal that had, like, dragons or something in it, and they would you know, attack each other and stuff like that. What was that, Mooney? That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it doesn't animate till you add milk, and then you add milk, and then they come alive and fight. And
2: I don't can, remember that one.
0: If I fill them down into your tummy. Harry's fairly mm. young in it.
2: Mm. I think Witchabix is something Jedi Rita came up with. I don't remember reading it before at any rate. Okay. It's uh it's the bachelor food, which mm-hmm. gets disparaged a few times when more people come over.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. I've never like actually had
2: the muggle version of it either.
1: What is the muggle version?
2: Weedabix, I assume. What are those? I don't know. All I know is they're a cereal that I think got sponsored by baseball at some point.
0: Aren't they like, yes. um, are they like weedy? wheat? Not, um, what are those called? Uh, a little square cereal with sugar on top. Wheat oh, shredded wheat. Yeah, they're like shredded wheat. So Weetabix is like shredded wheat. And when I was a kid, they come in, in like wafers or loafs. They're about Three or four inches long and two and a no, half inches Oh, the big ones. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, and when, yeah. yeah okay. I think ones. maybe
2: I have seen those.
0: When I'm I was a kid. Much more used to
2: shredded wheat, but yeah.
0: You would soak them in warm water, then take them out of the warm water and put them in a bowl with sugar and milk on them and eat them. That's, yeah, how we, that's what yeah, we, we, we would do with childhood. shredded wheat. Yeah. We just, put, just some, put, put it in warm milk. Never mind the water. Oh, well that's no fun. So <laughs> I believe that this is, uh, the British or uh, New Zealand. I like actually it's Australian and New Zealand's version of shredded wheat.
2: I think I actually learned about it because the baseball one, I think I was thinking of Wheaties.
0: Yeah. Um, oh.
2: Weetabix, I think I learned about in Buffy fanfic because apparently uh. Spike likes it <laughs> and it shows up in Giles' cupboard a couple of times and things like that. Mm. But, and I remember because some, somebody who was writing a fanfic, is actually from England and referenced the commercial so i had to look it up mm-hmm. and there's there's one where it's the the Robin Hood TV show that they had on at the time in like the 50s or 60s whenever and so it was um, they started with the normal Robin Hood theme song like Robin Hood Robin Hood riding through the woods or something whatever it was and okay. then he finds out he comes across the Nottingham Castle, and the sheriff of Nottingham is eating his Weetabix, and, oh dear, better not face him today, back to the woods.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting.
2: So it's kind, of, it's kind of the same symbolism as they did with the Wheaties. Like, if you eat your Weetabix, you're going to have a really great day kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah, but it, I remember it because of the song amused me.
0: So, which Anyhow,
2: minor details.
0: <laughs> which I'm sure is quite a bit like Weetabix. And the author's banging her or his head going, really? That's what you chose to focus on. But, hey, it's before. That's what we do. (laughs) Yep. He's curious about what Harry does in his room all day. And Remus says, I don't know. I know this year has been hard on him. And Neville says, I bet he misses Ron. And he's like, yeah, that's part of it. But he's also mourning for. And then Remus sort of chokes up. Oh, Remus. Neville says, I never knew we had a godfather before. We went looking for him at the ministry and he can tell that things are starting to unravel. So he said, changes the subject. Do you think that we could maybe go get some supplies for my greenhouse and some vegetables and things like that? And Remus says, Yeah, let's do that. And then Harry wanders in and he's still dressed in his jammies because he was tired, mm-hmm. which is
2: understandable
0: a sign it's- of depression. Yeah, which is understandable. He thought things were going to be much different than they turned out, and they turned out much worse than he thought. So, and Neville's like, "Hey, Harry, I found this greenhouse. Come on up. Let's go play. Let's go up to the greenhouse. It's great." And Harry's like, oh, "I don't want to see a grubby old greenhouse." And Neville sort of, rec- you know, recoils. And
1: no, the next thing he says, is, "I thought I might study today." Now that Harry would never do voluntarily, right? Well, no, let me rephrase that. He might have done first or second year, but then his academic performance just went out the window after that. So, yeah. Yeah. So
0: Neville goes up to, he goes and retrieves books from the library and heads up to the roof to try to identify what plants are left in the greenhouse. Because, and here we get smart Neville again, he won't put his fingers in gloves that might have spiders and things in them. And he knows better than to touch plants that could be poisonous until he's identified and seen what exactly is up there. So he's got himself a book, and he's going to go see if he can figure out what is there. And what's cool is there are several plants that are really rare. Dangerous, but really, really rare. Oh. So, oh. There you go. I'm
1: glad I'm not Neville.
0: Mm-hmm. As long as there's no mandrakes in there, he's good.
2: Yeah, he probably has earmuffs, too. He's usually prepared for garden things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Although I don't know that I would think to bring my gardening earmuffs to me to on vacation.
0: Yeah, that's true. So Tonks offers to go up and help repair the greenhouse, which turns oh, into right. a fiasco.
2: <laughs> Let's just break the greenhouse and then repair it that way. <laughs>
0: I, I love Lupin. Um, Tonks, you know it's a glass house, right? That means it's made of glass. What else would it's it be made of? very breakable. Treacle tart? You just want to be careful. Well, of course That's we do. We don't want to get cut. <laughs> <laughs> he gives up on her and he just turns to Neville and says, be really careful with her, okay? I mean extra careful. <laughs> Neville's like, I don't understand, but all right, whatever. And then uh they get up there and, and Harry even goes with them and... Tonks is like, this is grand. You can see for miles around. You can do a little snoot sunbathing up here, right, Neville? And Neville's like blushing scarlet. He's like, yeah, you're just a little out of my league, Tonks. And so she tries to repair it, but she breaks more of it than she actually repairs.
2: Well, at least she can use magic. So she does manage to fix some of it Mm -hmm. eventually.
1: Well, they could, too. They can use magic.
2: They're not old enough.
1: No, I know, but they still can, and they wouldn't get caught because, remember, at the end of, I think it was the end of Phoenix, or maybe the beginning of Prince,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Dumbledore's explaining I don't think either
2: of them know that.
1: No. How do they not?
2: Because they haven't tried because they think they'll get caught. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, kids. No wonder they're Gryffindors.
2: Yep. It's Hermione that figures it out eventually, isn't it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember that Or she part.
2: is at least, I don't know if she's the one that finds out about it, but she is very incensed when she realizes that the whole Trace thing only affects Muggleborns or people in muggle areas.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And Harry sends Neville a grin, and he's talking about Tonks, and he says, she's even worse than yet. <laughs> oh! And Neville knows what he's going to say, and Neville gets really mad. You don't have to stay up here. I know you're not interested. You go. I'll stay with Tonks. And then he was, He just starts to ignore him. And Tonks tells him that a green thumb is a good skill to have. So, mm-hmm. But Tonks can't even grow weeds, so she's not a good one to talk. But,
2: and no. she assumes that he must be an ace at potions because she's so good with plants. But mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh-huh. Nope, yeah. not so much.
2: Nope.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. She's like, mm, he doesn't like me either. I always got the feeling he'd just as soon boil me at oil as mark one of my potions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's a good guy. He's on our side, and um I can't think of anything else good to say about him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she heads down for the meeting and leaves the rest of the cleanup to the two of them. And after they leave, Harry says, I like her. She's a bit of a nutter,
1: but she's fun. I love this. I mean, oh, what is does it all? No, so Gryffindors aren't so bad, even though you lot aren't exactly, I mean, no offense. The Gryffindors aren't much for deep thinking, are they? No, they're not.
2: <laughs> Depends on the Gryffindor, but as a general rule,
0: Harry says, what's in there? And Neville says, plants. And Harry's like, well, I could have figured that out, even if I am a stupid Gryffindor. What I mean is, is there anything alive in there? And Neville's like, mostly bugs. But, you know, it might be fun. And Harry all of a sudden realizes that Uh, Tonks with all her spell casting was probably enough to be seen by the muggles, but Fortunately, the
2: concealment spells are Mm -hmm. good about that.
0: Yeah. And then Harry teases him about nude sunbathing. (laughs) and Neville's like, I was not!
2: Yeah, I don't know that you'd really want to. It'd have to be pretty warm Mm -hmm. to be doing that. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like a roof would be the most comfortable place to lie on either.
1: No. You get a deck chair and not that well, I have, yeah. but
2: if you set some stuff up, then it would, but not if you're just, you know, laying on the stone roof or yeah. tile or whatever it is. Shingles. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, that, that would hurt. Yeah.
0: There's a, a gardener that I used to re, He used to do a uh, page in the back of one of the gardening magazines that I used to read. And he was out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody ever came out to his house unless they planned to go out to his house and, It was this long lane that ended at his farm, and it was like only his was the only house there and all of this stuff. So he started out by just gardening in his shorts and his shirt. And then after a while, he was like, well, I don't actually need clothes. Nobody's going to see me. And so he's out there, and he said, you know, I'll hear people coming quite a ways down my gravel driveway. So even if somebody does come unexpectedly, I'll hear them and I'll have enough time to get dressed. Well one day he's super involved in famous last words. Yep. Yeah, and whatever he's doing and he looks up and there's these two old ladies that have just arrived in his driveway looking for directions and here he is hanging out behind one of the garden boxes and he like pops his head up and he's like hello and they're like hey we need directions and he's like uh Okay, turn around and go back to the end of the driveway. And they're like, no, we can't hear you. Can you come over here and talk to us? And he's like, nope, can't, sorry. And they finally left in a huff because he was being rude to them. But what they didn't realize was that they really didn't want him to come over. And so after that, he pretty much stayed in his shorts because his failsafe of being able to hear them didn't actually work. So... The uh sun we had around here today would make nude gardening a little bit dangerous. We had a lot of families come in today Sunbert a bunch of them went to the beach and stuff and they just got fried. One of them actually oh, had so stripes on his legs because he he had gotten wet and he had sand on his legs and literally there were stripes where the sand was uh not where the sand was he was white, and everywhere the sand wasn't he was summer. So yeah, oh he, he looked quite nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't recommend nude gardening, but yeah. some people might enjoy it.
2: There is apparently a whole day for that now.
0: Mm. Yes, I do remember that. There's a day. Oh.
2: <laughs> it's like International Nude Gardening Day. There's
0: a day for really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to be like normalizing ordinary nudity so it's not like this weird salacious thing every time somebody's topless mm-hmm. but
0: i can think of a lot of things that would be okay to do nude gardening just seems like
2: yeah you're asking for some trouble
0: yeah, yeah, like, yeah i know the sharp implements that you use
2: it's like cooking or barbecuing or something mm-hmm. is not a good idea but, you know, I guess it depends on what kind of gardening you're doing. If you're just doing, a, if you know what plants you're going to be planting and stuff, and you're staying away from all the ones that have thorns. but Yeah. I don't know.
0: Scarlet has popped up to tell me that she's getting married soon. Four days. Mm-hmm.
2: We knew that. Congratulations to Scarlet retroactively because she yep. got married a month ago at this point.
0: <laughs> I'm going to chase her off here. So we have Neville, poor Neville, he doesn't like getting teased. He stomps inside, he says it's getting cold, and he stops inside and goes down to his room. And he's uh, enjoying a perfectly harmless dream about finding a hidden room in Grimmauld Place that's full of Honeyduke's candy. And somebody's knocking on the door, and he's like, no one's here! And he's knocking, we're closed! And finally he realizes that the knocking is real. And this time it's Harry who's had the bad dream. And so Neville allows him to come in. They fall asleep again. But before they do, Harry apologizes for not being very friendly Mm -hmm. and explains that things have been hard and stuff. But maybe Neville's the only one that can understand because Neville's parents were uh, hurt by Bellatrix and so was Sirius, so... And they're also the only ones that have ever had an unforgivable cast on them. And maybe uh-huh. maybe they do have something in common here. And Harry says, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I don't think I would have been okay without you.
1: Aww.
2: Yeah, there's a few parts in here where you can see how they uh, took the direction into the Slash version.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But it's good for them to be friends, too.
0: Yeah. It is. And I can see it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, they... They were friendly, but because he had Hermione and Ron, he didn't develop the close friendship with Neville that he could have. But now that he just has Neville, I can see this friendship really developing.
1: Then who the heck was Neville
0: friends with? I don't know that Neville really had a lot of friends. He hung out probably with Dean, but not a lot. I think he spent a lot of time in the greenhouse and with Mm -hmm. Trevor. Yeah.
2: He could have had friends in other houses, too.
0: Mm -hmm. Quite possibly. Yeah, he probably had uh, Hufflepuff friends because mm. they would have been able to bond over plants and hanging out, out, in, the greenhouse. Hanging out in the greenhouse. And Shall we move to Chapter 4? May as well? well. So he's uh, going to be visiting Grant in St. Mungo's on Mondays and Thursdays. And
2: Which amuses me because I just noticed at the end of the last chapter that new chapters of this were posted on Mondays and Thursdays.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, there you go written down a list of supplies he needs for the greenhouse, and he's hoping that when they go visit Gran, they can go shopping. And Remus says, that's fine. And Harry says, you're going to go visit your Gran? Can I come? And Neville's not real sure, but Harry really just wants to get out of the house, so mm-hmm. he finally agrees.
2: He buys, um, they stop in the gift shop, so Neville gets some flowers and candy for his Gran. Aww. And she says, "Oh, not more flowers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought you'd have more sense than that. Here's some chocolate, grandma, Gran. Oh, that's and, much better. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's wanting to smoke her pipe, but her, the listen, didn't bring the right brand of tobacco. So she wants him to get her right brand. And he's like, I don't think you're supposed to be smoking in the hospital, grand. And she's like, Oh, they'll let me smoke. If they know what's good for them. And then <laughs> she sees yeah. Harry and wants to know who he is. And Lupin. Yeah,
2: he introduces he introduces Lupin first, and then Harry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He tries not to make it obvious that this is Harry Potter, but of course she knows.
0: Yeah, because everybody knows. Yeah. And she's, you know, belittling him. Neville, not Harry. She's.
2: Yeah. I hope Neville isn't causing you too much trouble. And Lupin says, no, no, he's actually been a great help already. Mm-hmm. He's been fixing up the greenhouse. It's wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then he she oh. says, you are going to go visit your parents, right? Yes, Gran. And mm-hmm. so he and Harry go up, and Harry says, I want to go, and Neville's like, why? And Harry says, because I don't have parents to visit.
1: Oh, Harry. Yeah. Harry.
0: And Gran says, don't forget my tobacco and some clotted cream, because, you know, this hospital food is really bad. And Neville's like, how am I going to get this stuff?
2: Mm-hmm. But... I feel like if what she's asking for is clotted cream, the food is probably actually okay. It's just not what she wants to have. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he does go; they do go in and visit Neville's parents.
1: It was a little jarring knowing what they were like in canon to see them like this. Why? Because Isn't this in canon, fairly they similar
2: can't. to how they are in canon.
1: Mm-hmm. No, because canon they don't talk. Well.
0: Dad doesn't talk. Mom sort of mumbles and is incoherent, as I recall. Right. Oh. And so, she's, uh, she's muttering. Yeah, she is making a little bit of sense, but not sense. She's speaking some words, but they don't make a whole lot of sense. Must mm-hmm. be destroyed. All of it gone, gone, not here, no. And Neville's trying to talk to her. You know, do you want me to brush your hair? And he tries to pick up the brush and she freaks out. Yeah. Stuff. And he's trying to tell her about the greenhouse and that he's going to fix it up. He's going to grow some flowers and um, all
2: of this And he stuff. heads over to talk to his dad and he wants to apologize for breaking his dad's wand. And he says, I'm sorry about that. It was an accident. And Harry's like, it wasn't an accident. No. He was finding death eaters at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
2: Neville doesn't actually let him get out the phrase death eaters. And he says, well, he was helping protect people and saving people's lives. And you should be proud of him. Yeah. And then Neville's mother notices Harry cause he's spoken up and mm-hmm. calls him James.
0: Yeah. James, mm-hmm. James, 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 James. And, and
2: then she gives Harry one of the gum wrappers and Neville's Neville kind of not jealous. sure what to take about this. Yeah. No,
0: he gets really jealous.
2: So his gum wrappers,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And Harry doesn't know what to do, but he does long for uh, a mother. So, and Neville does recognize that in his eyes. And then she mm-hmm. brushes She's back. kind of
2: petting him a little bit. And Neville is, you yeah. know, not sure about this, but lets it happen. And then when she gets to brushing back Harry's hair, she notices the scar yeah. and freaks out.
0: Yeah. And he's, you know, trying to calm her down and telling her everything's all right. And the many nurses rush in and make them go out. And he's just inconsolable. And Harry's yeah. not quite sure, you know, what to, to do about any of this stuff.
2: Yeah. So He apologizes to Neville and Neville mm-hmm. says, well, it's like, you know, so Harry didn't do this to her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he asks Harry for the wrapper and... Harry kind of tries to keep it. He's like, well, what wrapper? I don't know what you meant. It's just, uh, just oh, this wrapper in my pocket. Well, I mean, that was just going uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of, they actually have a bit of a fight about it. Yeah. And
0: Because Harry wants to keep it, too.
2: Once again, Harry leans on his Batman ar- argument. Uh, I don't have a mother to give me anything. And Neville says, well, okay, fine, you can keep it. And by except by this point, Neville's convinced him a little bit. And so mm. he's like, no, no, it's yours. Okay, you can have it. And they're like, no, no, after you. No, no, after you.
0: Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. How many do you have? Well, counting this one, 83. And Harry's
2: 283.
0: eyes 283. 283. And Harry's wi- eyes go wide, and he wants to look at them. Only
1: 283?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depends on how many times he goes to visit, I guess.
0: Or- well,
1: because he's been going, we learn later, every month for years. Yeah.
0: Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so
1: every She's month, every, every month. Okay, that's okay. Never mind. Never mind. We good.
2: Yeah, it's not every week.
0: So He's got them sorted by the year that she gave them to him, so don't mess them up. And as they're doing that, they realize that there's letters scratched off. Mm-hmm. P-H-L-E-M. Phlegm. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. And Harry's like, isn't there a G in phlegm?
1: Somebody's know. been reading half one since.
0: <laughs> well, what else would it spell? Melf, lelf, help? But what about the M? Well, how about it's help me? There's two E's scratched yeah. off and a chill goes through Neville. That's not funny, Harry. I'm not trying to be funny. And so then there's other ones that have letters. Uh, scratched off two different letters and, and Neville's starting to, you know, he's been getting these for years and it took Harry getting it to actually get him to see what it might actually say. And so the other letters are D-R-O-F-I-W-O-D-T and they play with it for a bit, but neither one of them can figure out what it means.
2: Yeah. Harry thinks it might be weird food, except there's, isn't another, there isn't an E for that. So mm -hmm. it's weird word food. (laughs) Word food. And Neville's come up with 4-2-did, which actually uses all the letters, but doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they eventually just give up. And Harry Terry thinks maybe they can talk to Hermione about it or something. She's good at these things. Or mm-hmm. first Harry suggests showing it to Lupin, and Neville doesn't want to do that. But no. He convinces him that Hermione might be okay. So they're planning on doing that later, once yeah. they go to see her at the burrow.
0: Which is there. Hopefully, going to get to do soon because Harry really wants to see Ron and Hermione, but mostly Ron. <laughs> and in the next next chapter, that's where they do—they go and see Ron and Hermione at the Burrow, and both of them go. Poor Neville steps out of the flu and he's coughing from ash and dust in his nose, and Ron tries to beat it out of him, and Mrs. Weasley's like, "Stop beating that poor boy!" It's all right, I'm <laughs> fine. Neville, it's so good to see you. Hi, Hermione. How's your grandma? All right.
2: Yeah. And Neville loves Ron's house just as much as Harry does, and Ron still thinks it's nothing much. Right. But but it's fun. It's full and lived in and not so, you know, straight and tidy the way his grandmother's house Mm is. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And Ron's like, uh, Harry, Ron says, it's okay. It's, you know, not as fun with Fred and, Ga- Fred and George gone and thanks heavens Hermione comes or I'd go crazy. And Harry's like, and what am I? Well, mom doesn't think that you're good for me. You're you're too much stimulation for me. He needs his hmm
2: And she doesn't mind Hermione visiting so much because she makes him do his homework.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's a girl.
2: Yeah. She's apparently been around there quite a bit and they're being much more coupley than usual. And, both Harry and Neville are kind of mm-hmm. feeling awkward about that.
0: Yeah. Oh. And Ron's been having these weird brain memories that he has every once in a while, and he's supposed to write them down, and then every once in a while somebody from the ministry comes like once a week or something to take down all the ones he's written, so they can kind of see what he's remembering.
1: Oh, that is weird. That's not something we ever, you know, would have thought about, I suppose.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it's got to be strange to have these weird memories of, like, inventing machines or doing certain magic or whatever and knowing that they're not coming from your memories. Yeah. And Hermione, mm-hmm. of course, thinks it's
1: fascinating. She would. hmm I'm surprised one of them, somebody isn't like, it won't help you with your schoolwork. So.
2: And it's kind of strange whenever the brain that happens to be servicing is is a girl. hmm <laughs> Yeah. The last time was apparently a witch who was trying to invent a time machine that didn't work and blew up.
1: Oh dear. Yeah.
2: She used to date some muggle named Archduke Ferdinand.
1: <laughs> 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 That's how World War One got
0: started, did it? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Harry says, well, speaking of mysteries, Neville's got a mystery. And and uh, Neville's like, I'm not sure this is a good idea. And so they, he wants to tell him about it, but they have to go up and... Of course, Molly catches them. They're going to go upstairs where they can be private. Ginny wants to go, but Ron's being mean to her because, you know, she's the younger sister. Mrs. Weasley said, did I hear something about the ministry? Nothing, Mom. (laughs) You boys better behave or you're going home. And Neville wants to get (laughs) something special for his grandmother, makes up Hermione. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Not before Ron says, it's not exciting, Mom. It's just Neville. (laughs) Neville's like...
0: (laughs) Oh, Ron. Yeah. Open mouth. Insert foot. Mm Mm-hmm. So Neville's trying to explain it, but Harry gets all excited, and he jumps in, and Neville gets all upset because they're his parents, dang it. And let me tell it. And the others all kind of look at Neville in surprise because he's sort of outspoken and angry, and they've never seen him like that. And Hermione wants a quill and paper and starts working on it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Eventually, she comes up with Driftwood,
0: mm-hmm. which
2: doesn't seem to make sense either. But it makes a little bit more sense than Four Two did, which is the only other thing that uses all those
1: letters. Yeah. Is Has nobody drift- thought about the fact that the other rappers might contain messages? Ergo, you might need to, you know, well, they've hook gone through them all them the together. messages.
0: No, they went through all the messages. All oh, the did rappers, they? Oh, oh. And
1: and I missed yeah. that. These are the this ones was the
2: only had. one that didn't say "help me." Mm-hmm. All oh. the other ones
0: were the same.
1: Well, it might be help me, and then Fortu did, and then she's keeping going, you know?
0: Yeah. No, it's Driftwood.
1: Okay. And Neville's like,
0: it might not mean anything. After all, my mom is crazy. And Hermione says, this isn't the work of a crazy person. It's too deliberate. She's trying to say something. We just have to figure out what. And that kind of gets to all of them. And it gives Neville a little bit of hope. Yeah. So then he's like, well, maybe there's a potion that uses Driftwood as an ingredient. And Hermione's going to look up some stuff and see what she can find.
2: Yeah. It's at least an idea to start with anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. And then they go downstairs. And Mrs. Weasley says, they're not allowed to run the house. And Ron rolls his eyes. And Ginny comes out with them, And she says... Oh, my he- God.
1: I love this part with Ginny. Mm-hmm. Oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Da, 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 da. There we go. No, there's a bit where it's like... Oh, none of your feminist rot, Ron complained. You shouldn't be reading that book. Hermione slapped him in the chest. Don't be so chauvinist. I'm not, but she's always going on about male hegemony in the Weasley Patriarch. I'm like, this is my grad school experience. I studied <laughs> hegemony.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, she's not being feminist. She's just using words that are too big for you.
0: <laughs> That's it.
1: And then, I do it too. But no one believed him. No.
0: No, no. And then uh, an owl comes with a letter for Ginny, and Ron gives her a bad time. Another letter from Dean. Ooh.
2: Yes. This this fix, Ron, is very much the my sister shall touch no boys, Mm -hmm. Ron.
0: Yeah. Neville's like, are you mad at Dean? Ron's like, well, only because he's dating my sister. And she gets all mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, why is Dean writing to Ginny? Because he wants to have his wicked way with her, Ron growls. Just wait. I'll beat him to pudding. I'd you know like to see you cry. A-
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Neville's a little, uh, overwhelmed by all of this, so he decides to go out to the garden and look and see if there's anything he might want cuttings of that Mrs. Weasley will give him for his greenhouse. Yeah. So- She's a good thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they flew home and, Remus wants to know if they've had a good day. What did you do? Stuff. It's such a kid answer. What'd you do at school today? Nothing. What'd you eat at school today? Nothing. Did you do anything fun at school? Nope. It's just how it works. But Harry's going to go upstairs and read. And Neville sighs and says, I guess I'll go read too. (laughs) If I have to. Nobody's going to be any fun anymore. Nope. He does stop and feed Trevor, though, which is good. And the next morning, when Neville finally wanders downstairs, Harry and Lupin are both up and eating breakfast. Shock. Yeah. Harry's
2: Uh, actually out of his room.
0: Because (laughs) they left the hospital sort of in a hurry after all of the stuff that happened with Neville's parents. They didn't make it to the store, so Tonks is supposed to be bringing the things from Neville's list. Oh, dear. That should be fun. (laughs) Yeah. And Remus wants some help on a project. They've decided to create some new spells to counteract some of the spells favored by Voldemort and his Death Eaters. And so they found a room in the house that will work, but they've got to clean it out.
2: Yeah, because it's got all the dark magic residue and stuff, mm -hmm. and you don't want that when you're working on new spells.
0: Yeah, and so they're they're going to help do this. And the more that Remus talks about it, you know, are we going to use spells to clean it? Nope, you're going to have to do it by hand, because we don't want to layer more magic on the old magic, and we don't want to interfere with things, so here you go. And then all of a sudden, Neville's like, wait a minute, you knew Sirius and Ares' dad? And so Remus explains about the Marauders, and... He tells them that they were the best people because they were friends with a werewolf. Uh -uh. And that this room has to be cleaned and then a spell applied, a good spell applied to it the night of the full moon. And that was like, um, but wait a minute, aren't you a werewolf on the night of a full moon? How's that going to work? And he says, well, I I won't be here. It'll be somebody else
2: he's not going to be there for that part.
0: Yeah. And 50 guesses on who's actually going to be there for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Who would you least like to have interacting closely with both Harry and Neville?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Doing spells and uh, things like that. Yeah. I can't imagine who that's going to be, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. So, uh, yep. They, Remus tells a little bit about how he got bit and what happens. Poor Remus. In this story, uh, he's pretty much institutionalized. But, poor Remus. Dumbledore mm-hmm. comes and gets him and lets him go to school.
2: Yeah, usually his parents are a bit better about everything, but in mm-hmm. this version they just can't handle it, so.
0: Yeah. His first friends were at Hogwarts. That seems to be a running scene in this story. Mm hmm. Neville says, I'm your friend. And they're like, yeah, we can be our own gang, like the Marauders, only we'll be the Orphans. The Orphans Welfare League. Oh, yeah, we'll be the Owls. That'll be great.
2: Wizards do like their acronyms. They do. Well, you know, acronyms are fun.
0: That'll be confusing. Mm -hmm. They decide to go out for lunch as a celebration. (laughs) Yep. And Lupin says, help yourself to whatever. It's my treat. Well, actually, it's Harry's treat, because... It's all Harry's money, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm using it So there. And Harry's like, what are you talking about? I don't want it. I don't need it.
1: You keep it. He says, nope. Uh, yeah. You're serious left, you.
2: left it to him. So
1: yeah. I love this. Padfoot withdrew all his money and signed it over to me in order to keep the accounts from being seized, but that also kind of contradicts canon though, wouldn't it? A little. Yeah. It could be an alternate universe. I'm just. I'm just trying to imagine how the ministry would have dealt with that. To be like, wait, wait, wait. Serious Black's, like, funds are all going to Harry mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> No. No, it's even worse. Serious Black's funds are all going to Remus Lupin, the werewolves.
1: No, I'm meaning in canon, in canon. And, like, the goblins, like, fighting with them over it. And being like, but, you know, it's none of your business. Like, let the money, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, this
2: was written in yeah, no, this, early this 2006, isn't really so... I'm not sure how much we would have at this point. It's obviously after book five.
1: Everything but seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you right. Book seven came out in 2007. But...
2: Yeah. half blood Prince was 2007. And
1: I love that Harry doesn't know this. He's all of a sudden like, oh, I have. Harry never knows
0: about money or property he no. has. No. Nobody ever tells him these things. No. Poor kid.
1: <laughs> And like all these things you see about like, oh, you know, the Potters are uber rich. He's got like a house in France and like, you know, an apartment in like Hollywood yeah. or something.
2: That's just because people are wanting to give him the as much opposite to the Dursleys as possible mm-hmm. and yeah. or give him some place he can uh, feasibly run away to. But, yeah, uh,
1: could you imagine if they're not quite about, that like rich. the house in like, I don't know the mountains and the Rocky mountains, or something like it just fled and just said, screw you. And oh mm-hmm. my goodness. It's
2: true. I'm it's fairly good. sure there's fix close to that. Although mm-hmm. probably not that exactly. So it would be interesting to see if there's like the opposite version where Harry gets to like fifth year and then, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess your scholarship is just about done. You've run through all your money now. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, that's possible because we don't really know how much money he actually has. That's true. He's
2: just amazed by it, as an 11-year-old, that there's this mountain of gold and copper and stuff. But you don't actually hear how much it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would be also fun to see, like, the to start it like one of those fix and like, oh, there's this unclaimed Potter property you haven't heard about. Oh, great. I'll, maybe I'll move there and it turns out to be just like this cabin somewhere.
1: Mm. and
2: that's, <laughs> that's it. That's all they have. <laughs> no house elves. No, it's just a, no. you know, there's a cabin.
0: Log cabin in the middle of nowhere. That'd be a good place there's for a, him to go stay. Nobody'd look for him there. Right.
2: It's a place where Sirius used to park his motorbike. <laughs> but that's not there because Hagrid has it.
0: Mm-hmm. Or depending on which fic you read, Mr. Weasley, who's rebuilding it.
2: Mm, no, that's Dennis. Mm. Is it? Yeah, I Joe to saying, Mr. Weasley at some point?
1: I, I don't know, because Joe... I remember reading a tweet or an article or something that was Joe was basically like, real sleuth can figure out where it is, and I'm assuming it was with the Weasleys.
0: Mm, maybe. They're having their ice cream, and we have... Ooh, oh, I'll let Scott do it. Go ahead, Scott. What? The unexpected visitor that interrupts their ice cream with a sneer.
2: <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Let's see, now I have to find it. <laughs> oh yes, Um they're just starting on their mountainous ice cream Sunday when they hear, good afternoon, Lupin. Of oh, You're too young and very vulnerable charges, I see. Is that really
1: prudent? Ah. <laughs> 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 You're so good at that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> and
0: Euremus, uh, of course, doesn't take any guff from Snape. So he's like, well, I think it's fine. And
2: yeah, There's hardly much risk taking a trip to Diagon Alley every now and then. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you'd care to join us for dessert. Then we'd have more guards. Yes. <laughs> but, of course, he doesn't. His lips twisted into something that almost resembled a smile, and for one terrifying moment, Level thought he might actually accept.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but instead, he quizzes them about their owl results.
0: Mm-hmm. Keeping up with their summer assignments. And Remus says, no, I'm going to have them help me on the project Dumbledore asked me to work on. And Steve goes, what?
2: Well, but I'm sure to mess him up. No, actually, I put him in charge. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I love Remus. You what?
2: and Neville's like, you can't put me in charge.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. If you don't like it, you can bring it up at the next meeting. And Snape's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> Neville's like, me too. Wait a minute. It's
2: like Snape's right. I'll mess it up. It's like, Why would you do that? This is an important project. I know you wouldn't be careless about it.
0: But I'm because, well. I, I'm clumsy. Everyone knows that, do they?
2: I never experienced you as clumsy in my class. He says that's because you never yelled at me. (laughs) Well, I'll make sure not to yell at you while you're doing this. It'll be fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Professor, I can't do this all by myself. Oh, no. You don't have to do it by yourself. You're just in charge. That means that you get to enlist the help of whoever you need. I'm sure Harry will help and I'll help. And and Neville's like, "But, but Snape and my gran. She says I'll never amount to much. And, uh. I love ne- I love Remus Neville. There comes a time when you must stop listening to what other people say and make up your own mind. Do you want to amount to something? Yes. Well, then you can do that. And if you think it's too much for you, then you better refuse. But know this: I wouldn't ask you if I didn't think you were capable of it.
1: Mm. And I can't imagine Lupin yelling at anybody. You no. one of those quiet, angry types. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Neville just needs a chance, and Neville needs somebody to believe
1: in him. Well, it's like the scene in um Half Blood Prince where he's going on about how his grand thinks charms is a soft option and doesn't want to take it, and McGonagall's like, "Well, your grandmother failed charms. Like it's high time you, you know, what did she say?" Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Oh, so something like you... It's high time you start being the person you want to be rather than what everybody else wants you to or something to that effect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's good. And it's just what Neville needs, which is great.
1: And don't they have charms to prevent one's ice cream from melting? Probably.
0: You'd think they should, but...
1: that's no I wish I had that. I had ice cream last night. It was wonderful. I had ice cream yet. Oh, my God, I went to... So my dad's college alum society does like little outing things, and so we went to like a vegan, no sugar, gluten-free ice cream place. Or no, well, yeah, an ice cream place, and we got to make our own chocolate.
0: Hmm, that sounds like fun.
1: Yeah, so I have like eight bars of chocolate in in the cupboard.
0: Hmm, that's even better.
1: I know. So we
0: move on to chapter seven, and I love this because this is so talks. The next morning, just as they're finishing breakfast dishes, they hear a loud crash in the drawing room. Uh-huh. Sounds like Tonks has arrived, Lupin quips. <laughs> <laughs> Moments later, the door comes open. I've made a mess in the flower place. The bag of guano caught on one of the irons and rips. It's pretty fragrant stuff, Neville. You couldn't settle for ordinary dirt, huh? Nope.
2: Gotta be the guano.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Madagascar fruit bat guano, no less. <laughs> mm-hmm. So,
2: they're... and then she and Lupin start teasing everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where we find out that the it needs to be the spell for the new room needs to be done at the full moon. And they're like, but, but you're a werewolf from the full moon. What and were they doing with the new room again? I can't remember. Some sort of magic for Dumbledore. Okay.
2: They're cleansing the laboratory room to become a spell creation lab so that Ah. they can do research and make new spells to counteract the unforgivables.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's right.
2: But they have to get rid of all the dark magic that the blacks did research on in there first. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it'll mess stuff up.
0: Counteract each other. So Remus invites uh, Tonks to come and help. And then what they've decided to do is they're going to work in the greenhouse while it's cool. And then when it gets warm, they'll go in and work in the laboratory. So that, because the greenhouse on the roof, it's like being in my garden when it's 90 degrees. It's just too hot. I yeah.
1: can imagine. And Greenhouses
2: in general are supposed to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. Our greenhouse is like wide open today because it's so hot in there. The tomatoes are going, oh, I can't breathe.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, and they, so, they start working on the roof and mm-hmm. get it. Tonks asks them all what they're thinking they'll do with now that they've taken their owls and what professions are they interested in and and harry thinks he wants to be an or and Tom says yeah that's great we'll be colleagues and what about you neville do you want to be an or too? and he says well maybe Mm -hmm. parents were but he doesn't really know he hasn't made his mind up yet
0: right and she tells him that's good keep your your options open maybe you'll be a potions brewer
2: or research spells to fight you-know-who. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she wants to know about their lady friends. And they're both I, like, um, I, love, I don't want this conversation.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that it's, you know, foreshadowing. inadvertent foreshadowing. How you research spells to fight you-know-who. And the two of them are the ones to bring him down.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, she's so funny because... And I can totally see her doing this, you know. good yeah. good-looking blokes like yourselves and you haven't got a girlfriend between you. I'm shocked. In my day, the Gryffindors were always scoring, and I'm not one to talk, and I'm not just talking about Quidditch. And and Remus is like, (laughs) "Tongs? What? I bet you had a a girlfriend
2: every week. (laughs) I don't think this is an appropriate topic of conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that bad, was it?
0: Yeah, Yeah, these two are good red-blooded British lads. I'm sure they're thinking about it all the time, even if they're not seeing much action. When I was their age, <laughs> Gryffindors yeah. were always good for a shag. Tonks, I mean snog.
2: <laughs> oh, right. Uh, setting a good example, etc. cetera. Uh, boys, <laughs> just remember, keep your trousers zipped, sips and you can't go wrong. <laughs> and they're like, um,
0: yeah.
2: we could just not have this conversation.
0: That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, and my other piece of advice is, never shag a Slytherin, because she'll turn around and tell the girls how big your are <laughs> Wand is, what did you think I was going to
1: say? Why do they have to lump us all into one category?
2: <laughs> I don't know. That's how everybody views all the other houses at school.
0: Mm-hmm. No point. That, you know, she's grouped the Gryffindors, too. Yeah. They're all good for a shag.
2: But not so much in the brains department.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: yes, we knew that.
2: <laughs> yep. So they keep working on the greenhouse and the lab, and they talk and joke, and Tonks mostly keeps the conversation going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then by the end of the day, he's Neville's starting to think that he, you know he's kind of capable, and maybe he can accomplish things. And he starts to think about it, and he wonders if his parents' medical records might help might help
2: they were doing things in the library supposedly researching the exorcisms and such and mm-hmm. uh, harry actually tries to find something about driftwood and camps and so that gets neville's mind on it again and he thinks about going and getting the medical records and mm-hmm. that's what he's going to try and do in the next chapter which is yep. another visiting day
0: oh ah, do you think he's remembered the clotted cream
2: nope probably not. no, no.
0: <laughs> or the tobacco Nope.
2: Yeah. I'm not entirely sure where he would get those unless he like, sent Tonks out for them or something, but mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: But he does decide he'd kind of like to do his visiting on his own today. So Lupin and Harry say they'll wait for him in the tea room.
0: Yeah. So he, after they leave, he goes up to the Medi Witch receptionist and says, my parents are patients here and I'd like to look at their medical records. And she says their name and he tells her, and how old are you? Well, I'm 15, almost. And she says, you're too young. And he... You should have thought of that. He fights with her. He sticks up for himself. I'm so proud of Neville in this because he's like sticking to his guns. And he says, I'm their only son and I have a right to those records. And she says, not until you're 18. And he starts to give up. And then he turns around and he says, if my grandmother gives permission, can I see the records? And she says yes with her consent.
1: And then he goes to Graham. I don't need written consent.
0: Well, Well, they probably do. They will. Yeah. And I love her because now he has a favor to ask of her. And the first thing she says is, did you remember my clotted cream? And he's like, no, sorry, Graham. Oops. But, um, can I have? He doesn't
2: have to worry about the tobacco, at least, Mm because she's gotten someone else to bring that.
0: Yep. Come over here and give me a kiss, boy. And... He says, I've been really busy. We've been busy. And she's like, who, what, we? And so he tells her that they're working on a project in the house. And she says, well, it's good that you're being useful. Just don't break anything. Mm-hmm. So here, Remus has spent all week building him up. And here comes Gran, and she's going to tear him back down. Mm-hmm. But
2: Yeah, she just doesn't have a real good idea of what to do with kids, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but he's and he thinks the same thing, you know, what does she always have to say things like that? He hadn't broken anything. Lupin had been right. He'd spent too many years living up to other people's low expectations. Well, that's going to stop. And he turns and he says, I've been thinking about mom and dad and someday I'm going to be their guardian. And I think it would be a really good idea if I knew more about their care. Get
2: familiar with their records before that happens. So he's not blindsided by it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's for a spur-of-the-moment plan, because this is basically spur-of-the-moment, because he didn't know he was going to have to get Grant's permission. He's kind of come up with a really good idea here, and he actually sells her on it. So, you know, and he's kind of stubborn about it. And finally, she says, you got Frank's own stubborn way about you. Well, (laughs) all right, it's probably a good idea. And so he says, all right, well, you have to give me, give the permission. And... She sort of breaks down and says, you know, your your folks are the real heroes and they have a moment, which is really good. And he says, sometimes, or she says, sometimes I wish they'd been just a little less heroic. And he says, me too. Mm -hmm. And, And then they, uh, get the, the medi nurse in, Nettle, Nettlethorn and you know, Now, now, that's a heavy burden to place on a young child. i advise against it. And Gran, who's been tearing Neville down, is like, who are you calling a young child? My, Neville's almost a man grown. And anyway, it's my decision. And so... Yeah, Yeah,
2: Gran's kind of in the that weird, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: only I get to make fun of my brother thing. Yeah, Only I can tear down my grandson.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the nurse says, she makes me suspicious already. She's just not a A nice lady and you just kind of have to wonder about her. And she's like, well, I'll get you what I can, but I don't know how much I can. And they're like, no, you're going to get us everything. And we want it all written out so that we can take it home and and just read it at our leisure. And she's like, you know.
2: Yeah, she does seem to be being a little overzealous about this whole thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mrs. Longbottom is, he's a wise boy. Bright lad, isn't he? (laughs) She's like, all right. Do you want the oldest records first or the newest ones? And he says, I think I'm going to start at the beginning with the oldest. So bring us that form and be quick about it, says Mrs. Longbottom, because, of course, she does have to sign for it. She tells the nurse to get to work. And Neville says, thanks, Gran.
1: I love this. Certainly, Mrs. Uh, Nurse Neville Horner replies, by the way, Mrs. Longbottom, smoking is not allowed in the hospital. Is that so? What are you going to do buddy? it? kick me out? I know.
0: <laughs> Gran does sort of have them over a barrel. Yeah. Because there's not much they can do with her. Later. Apple does
2: get to go look through the files, mm-hmm. and it's really not nice reading. No. It's, it's fairly clinical, but even so, it's like, he could tell that, you know, this is his mother they're talking about. It's not,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not pleasant.
0: Yeah, uh-uh. and the files don't really say what happened because nobody really knows, but they describe in great detail the state they'd been in when they were found.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the statement from the orers. And he finds out that that he was there. He finds out that he had witnessed them being abducted and he doesn't remember that. Well, naturally. And so the file slips out of his hand and falls on the floor and Harry looks up with alarm because, you know, Neville's sort of in shock and he's like, I think I'm going to be sick. And Harry gets him a waste bin real fast before he throws up all over the place. Oh darn. Trisha's not here for this. Aww. Yeah, Trisha, she you missed, the vomit. missed out. Oh, well, Trisha. <laughs> we're we're tiling it in your honor here. Yep. And, you know, he's like, it happened right in front of me and I couldn't help them. And Harry pales, just like with me and my parents. And Neville says, you were there. Do you remember? He says, no, I was too young. I was only about a year old. And Neville says, I was about two. Is that too young? Yeah. I imagine
1: so. So I thought they were born in the same year. They were. Neville's only... A day well older than Harry. Yeah, so
0: this isn't right. No. Because Harry's a year old and Neville's two in this, but that's all right.
2: Mm-hmm. Do we know no. that they're the same year, or is it just that they're born at the same time of the year? No, that we know
1: because sure. they would have had to have been born in the same year because they're in the same year at Hogwarts. Yeah. And,
0: and also... Mm-hmm. We hear the, about the tri-
1: the two women being pregnant together. I don't remember that part. But also Trelawney's prophecy, which Snape overheard circa December the year before, says born of, the, you know, one with the power to vanquish the dark. World. Yeah, but, but born, born seventh, seventh month, month die.
2: dies doesn't necessarily mean this year. It just means July.
0: <laughs> right. But I think that they, I think they were born in the same year because they wouldn't be yeah. in the same year together if they weren't. So that
2: means Yeah, sense. she must be having... A different split of she's either allowing for a longer gap between mm-hmm. when Voldemort was taken out and when the strangers go after the others, or she's got a different split in mind in the years or something. Like she's splitting them.
1: Did the Longbottoms go into hiding? Do we know if they did or didn't? Yes, they did, but
0: then they came they did. out after. Um, what happened to Harry's parents? And then that's when the Death Eaters attacked them because the Death Eaters thought that they knew what happened to Voldemort. So.
1: Cause I don't remember ever hearing that Frank and Alice wanted to hide it.
0: No, they, they did. They went into hiding too because the prophecy could have been either Neville or right. James and Lily. So they did go into hiding, but they came out after what happened to, to James and Lily. I'm pretty okay. sure
1: that's but right. But I, but I do remember a theory that part of Neville's memory problems or because somebody obliviated him because you saw what happened.
0: Yeah, I think that's mm. fanon. I don't think that's canon. But oh, no, 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 yeah. I know it's not canon. Yeah. I know it's not canon.
2: That's come up a few times in different stories, and mm-hmm. they have a version of that in this one, but it's not quite the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so...
2: For once I actually read the whole story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, I've read the whole story, but it's been a while, and it was the other version, so this will be slightly different, but probably not. So Neville's understandably upset and neville's like i i need to be ready to face bellatrix the next time she won't go away she won't get away i have to make her pay for what she's done to my mom and dad you have to teach me spells so that i can face her and harry's like i shouldn't show you this but but what harry you have to help me you have to show me and harry's like all right come with me and he takes neville upstairs to a bedroom that has a picture of bella's uh, it's bella's portrait and hmm. of course
2: It's an interesting concept. I hadn't thought of that being a thing Mm -hmm. until I read this, but Mm
0: -hmm.
2: there's no reason she shouldn't have one. Mm
0: -hmm. Especially at that house.
2: Yeah. There's no particular reason she should, because this wasn't her branch of the family,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. but
2: um, they could easily have pictures of their other relatives too.
1: Mm -hmm. Do portraits only go up to the age at which they were painted?
2: I think that's how it works, but I'm not sure. Yeah. You never really learn a lot about how portraits work. But I mean, like, the picture of Ariana is a, of a young girl. Right. She also died when she was a young girl, so it's hard True. to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah. And most of the headmasters are old men, but they probably were already, so it's not like they, we don't have proof that they aged within their portraits necessarily. Uh-huh. I feel like it would make the most sense that they're at whatever state they were when the portrait was made. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Cause like, not every portrait in the castle is of an old person or somebody that we know for sure died at that age.
0: That's that, true. That right. it's hard to say. And we have cruel Bella here. Who's that with you? Oh, how perfect. Your parents were such dear friends of mine. And it was like, you tortured them. Oh, we were just playing. But your parents had no endurance at all. And, you know, he's like, tell me what you did. And she's like, oh, I'd love to. And she, you know, starts to tell him and, and Neville just freaks out. Well, first of all, Harry tries to stop him. And Neville's like, I want to hear it all. And no, Neville, don't. And Neville's like, I want to know. And Harry's like, you don't. Remember when the dementors were at school and I kept fading because whenever they appeared, I could hear my parents scream. And yeah, Not pleasant. Yeah. Bella's like, wonderful. Two pathetic little orphans, courtesy of my lord. So lonely that you get your jollies from your parents' pain. What modem ch- model children you are. I'd love to adopt you. Yeah. Devil's like, I'm going to hunt you down and find you, and I'm going to kill you. Devil's a little worked up. Yeah, just a little. And pretty soon here comes Lupin. What's all this noise? Wolfie,
1: how good to see you. <laughs> I died laughing reading that line.
2: (laughs) Did anybody tell Joe he gets a mention in a fit?
0: I have to let him know. Yep. And uh, so Lupin's like, "This is very foolish, and you need to promise never to come up here again."
2: Neville says, "I can't promise that. Mm -hmm. I've got to be ready. I have to face her again." Mm -hmm. He says, "Well, fine, but exercise caution.
0: Yeah, and don't torture yourself." No Don't sir. torture yourself, Gomez. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Between Bella and Snape. Poor Neville. He's not going to do well in this story. No. Mm. And that's where we're going to end it tonight. With Neville facing off against Bella's portrait. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. That was fun. Yeah. And you know he's going to have nightmares tonight. yeah. Yeah. Neville. Most likely. Bella, 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 Bella.
2: Not a pleasant person.
0: No, she's not much fun. I'm not going to say anything. Do you think she's fun?
1: She's
2: a lot of fun to write.
1: Yes. Yes. You like writing her? I've never actually written her, but she I would enjoy writing her very, very much.
2: It's Mooney's kind of story.
1: (laughs) You heard it here, Phillips. Mooney likes the evil.
2: Yeah. Mostly the yeah. angst.
1: <laughs> well, no, I like the evil. I love the evil. <laughs> to degrees, you don't need to know.
0: Uh-oh. So,
1: I don't know. I really
0: like this story because I like seeing Neville get to come into his own at an earlier stage. Yeah. We know he was always working to this stage, but to have Gran sort of out of his life for a while and to be with Remus, who trusts him and puts him forward to do things and who's always trying to build him up Mm -hmm. is a really cool thing. And I love to see that part of this story. I love to see Neville becoming Neville.
2: Mm -hmm. It's the title.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And it's fun to see the friendship. And of course, you know me, I love the greenhouse stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go tell my mom that we need fruit bat guano for our greenhouse. He's just going to look at you like, what? She probably would too. But yeah, I, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's a fun story, but I think it's going to be a good story. And like I said, I really like to see Neville come into his own. And even though it's not something that would really happen, I like seeing Neville being able to save his parents somehow. You're here, here. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see the journey that that goes on. I recall Scrabble pieces somewhere in our future. Oh? hmm
1: Oh, I just found my virgin box of Scrabble as I was packing to come back here. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Does
0: that mean you've never played it?
1: Yes. Makes sense. I have so many unopened boxes of games that I need to play, except I can't play them because I had nobody to play them with.
2: Mm-hmm. That is the problem with board games. Yeah. We need yeah. to have a board game meetup or something.
1: We should.
2: That would be
0: fun.
1: Good play. Oh, can you? Set speaking up- of meetup, yes. Scott, if I ever get the chance, I want to go up and see Lake Louise because it looks gorgeous. Except now mm. I can't remember which part of Canada it's in.
2: It's in. I think it's in Alberta because we used okay. to go there. Yeah. It's it's either Alberta or BC. It's in the mountains.
1: Okay, because it looks gorgeous.
2: Yeah, it's it is pretty good. My grandpa used to go there all the time, so it's probably somewhere relatively close to Calgary.
1: Okay.
2: He liked to take pictures.
1: Nice. And then Mm -hmm. we need to go see if we can find Justin Trudeau running around.
2: (laughs) That's on the other side of the country, most likely, unless he's on a campaign trail.
0: (laughs) Wandering. If any of you want to come up here,
2: we have a board game cafe, so there's that.
1: (laughs) There
0: you go.
2: (laughs) It's a lot of fun.
1: That would be fun. I haven't gone to Canada in a long time.
0: I haven't been to Canada since I was probably five
1: or six years old.
0: Mm. That's a very long time.
1: We went, I think it was during the blackout, whenever the heck that was, when there was like that rolling blackout in New York and stuff. And we were like at the Niagara Falls. So we went to the Canada side so we could see the lights. Or so. I don't know what the hell we were. We did. Something like that. We went over to Canada.
2: Hmm. I've never been to Niagara Falls either. So, so it
1: was so pretty, so pretty. I know they scare the hell out of you, telling you stories about people who were, like, going over them in barrels and nonsense. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, people did that. That Probably still do.
1: People that
0: weren't very smart. No. Probably those Gryffindors. Not (laughs) smart, but brave. The dragon would do it. (laughs) Alex.
2: It's a grand jester, don't you know?
0: Yeah. Ooh, there's a grand jester in my book. Oh? Yeah. I'm on the third one of the Kingdom Keepers. Okay, And I have about three hours left, maybe? Or no, it's not telling me.
2: Oh, I was going to tell you, I um, finished the second Fablehaven book today.
0: Oh, yeah?
2: I feel like I have read that one before, actually, because there were a couple of the things that happened that I sort of anticipated. Mm-hmm. But there was enough going on that I'd forgotten, but it was fine. So I'm not sure where I would have actually left off on the series, but I'll probably just keep going from there.
0: Yeah. I have the latest one, but I don't know if it's the last one in the order or if I have some between the last one I read and the one I just got. So I need to go and look at that before I get too far. But yeah, I'm really enjoying the Disney kingdom keepers books that mm. were recommended to me by somebody on critical, critical Rule fan page. So mm.
2: I may have to look those up too.
0: They're really good. Yeah. They're, they're fun. And, uh, you shouldn't go look at them up until after we play our our Disney D&D game, though, or you'll have too much of a head start. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. I'm wondering if I should tell you guys where I got the one we just did or if, if you'd rather keep the mystery.
0: Uh, well, it'd be nice to have some other ones to choose from. So do you guys have anything else to say about this story before we close it out? I liked it. It's it's
1: nice to get back into thick again and actually have the time to read it. My God.
2: <laughs> yes, I really enjoyed it. I end up, as I said, I ended up just continuing and reading the whole thing. So it, it's a, it's a good story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I yeah. forgot to take notes. <laughs> I was reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it. And I was just like, Oh, I'm not going to remember anything. <laughs>
2: I think I've only ever taken notes maybe five times in our mm-hmm. course of being a podcast. So you know,
1: yeah, I did more
0: notes when it was the other podcast and we weren't the ones running it. But since we're mm-hmm. the ones running it, and we do it the way that we do it. We don't, I, we don't need notes because we're just we go through it. We're rambling line by line and go that way. Whereas when Ryan was running it, they were much more off topic.
2: Yes, we just go on tangents and then mm-hmm. eventually circle back.
0: Yeah, we're we're pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so hopefully everybody liked this story and will continue on with us next time. And we will release another one in about two weeks if all goes well in the editing bay. Mm -hmm. And if you would like to follow us on Facebook, you can go to POUFWA on the Facebook page and ask us to uh, add you and we will You can go on the forum at com. We've been getting new members But nobody ever talks and I don't think Anybody's posted on the forum in the last Couple of weeks so it's very slow there We did too Well Moody and I posted but that was it
2: <laughs>
1: No Somebody else did oh, I forget who Now
2: let's see There have been Two unread posts since my last Visit one from Wayne and one from White Squirrel. So there you go. That's
0: it. Yes. So is that like today? Because I don't remember either of those.
2: Wayne's was today. Uh, White Squirrel was on the twentieth, which was
0: two days ago. What?
2: Yeah. Friday, Saturday. Uh,
1: two days ago, so Saturday, yeah.
2: Yeah. So you know, people say things occasionally. There's more. Yeah, you know, discussion seems to happen more often on the. Facebook page, but that's because it's basically an expanded version of the open mic thread.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody just says whatever vaguely Potter related things or community related things come into their minds.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> emphasis, emphasis
0: on vaguely. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, white squirrel enjoyed this.
1: Yeah. I, could, I... If I recall correctly from his
0: post, he hasn't read the thick yet. Well, he was reading. He wasn't going to read it. He was just going to listen to the podcast. And then he started listening to the podcast and decided to go skim it. And then instead of skimming it, he just dove right in and read it through, which is very rare. Ah. And he actually has some good things to say. So I'll have to read this and respond. <laughs> Yay. Mm-hmm. So all right, well, I guess we should say good night or good day or bidet if you're a critter.
2: <laughs> Indeed. Have a good time, whatever time of the day it is, and uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
2: So hold on to the wonder that. Those books brought to
1: keep each other safe keep faith good night